0: Welcome to Who New. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast. All our episodes are on Podcast.com. You can leave comments there or email us at Podcast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram and Twitter account. Tweet at us at Podcast and find us on Facebook. Hi, this is Eugene. Let's introduce ourselves.
1: Hello, this is Auburn.
2: Hi, this is Kelsey.
0: Hi, this is Frank. <laughs> Hello, I'm Josh hi i'm heather hi this is brian and now we have the rest of our season six overview enjoy the impossible astronaut day of the moon the curse of the black spot the doctor's wife the rebel flesh and the almost people the good man goes to war
3: the next episode should be called uh, clothes shopping in germany
0: okay this is the one where uh the doctor returns to amy and rory and then we meet Mel's for the first time and then we go into nazi occupied germany and there is a tesselecta going around punishing war criminals and Mel's regenerates into River Song as we know her
4: yeah. shellhorn Mel's, shoehorn melz shoe-horn yes Mels. that's it yes. and that has bothered me from the moment i saw the episode for the first time to every rewatch so yeah, yeah. i think it's safe to say that's not gonna rectify itself in my soul anytime mm-hmm. soon.
0: Yeah. yeah, and this is, I think what I was uh, remembering from, like, why is there, there's a big split or a break between two parts of the season. And this is one where I think it was Aldburn that said, hey, we had these great ideas about who River Song is. Let's take time during this break to kind of fix it, or just something. It just felt like this is the way to do that they were able to do it. And I'm not yeah. saying that that is fact. I'm just saying that it feels like this is what happened.
3: Yeah. Total retcon. Yeah. You know, Changes the continuity so it works now. Yeah.
2: Right. And it's also another story that seems just there to prop up the Tesselecta. Yes. Just like the Rub Flesh was there to prop up Doppelgangers.
3: I think this episode is more about River, and they may have put the Teselecta, they didn't know where to put it in the history of all these different episodes, and they said, oh, this one could work. And they put it in, and they were able to fill it in a lot easier or better seamlessly.
4: Tesselecta didn't bother me. It felt very Doctor who to me. Right. Um, I,
3: I'm but o- yeah, it- I'm okay with it. It's just how it gets used. <laughs> But I did like some of the, you know, banter and the acting and the between River and the doctor and that whole interplay. So overall, it's a, I like the episode. I didn't like the title like everybody else because it really is not about Hitler at all. However,
4: um, the one moment that Rory punches Hitler is pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> i just, we could have used more moments like that. Oh, yeah. More punching Hitler. <laughs>
5: Yes. They, ba- they are basically, a, this at this point, like we've been saying, they're trying to shove a feature-length story into a 40-minute episode all the time.
3: Also, they're dealing with Americans. We don't need that little preamble at the beginning. We need right. this part yeah. fleshed out and explained to us. <laughs> yeah.
4: You could argue this is more than feature-length. I mean, this is the basis of river's entire existence is that she was trained to kill the doctor
3: and needed more showing of that of almost that, right. not the
4: first time we meet her, but I, maybe the second time we meet her, she's already in prison. Yeah.
3: yeah. Like
4: it's, it's been the most important thing that they've yeah. been keeping from us. And uh, there's whole yeah. movies about, <laughs> about, you know, sci-fi chicks being trained from birth to be assassins. <laughs> and like,
3: really and, I haven't seen any of those. No.
4: And, um, <laughs> We, yeah, we we don't get any of
1: that. Like she, she goes to a doctor's office and kills a different
5: doctor.
1: <laughs> like it's phase it's, one. It's it's,
5: it's, her, it's it's her trigger word, doctor.
1: <laughs> it's an honorary title. It's It's an honorary title. All
5: right. My favorite part of the show is watching her go watching her becoming unbrainwashed, watching her turn into the river we know in those few scenes where But it happened
4: so quickly.
5: It does happen so quickly, but I think Alex Kingston pulls it off.
4: She does, but imagine how beautiful it would have been for yeah. like a longer character arc. Like
0: yeah, I agree. Night Terrors is the ninth episode, the second one from the the break. And this deals with a boy calling out to the doctor and he, the doctor receives a message on the psychic paper. And then the, the doctor tries to figure out where this boy is and the closet holds all the things that the boy is scared of and Amy and Rory get miniaturized or they get into the dollhouse that is in the closet and lots of other things come to life. <laughs>
4: Like, every part of this episode that doesn't have anything to do with the dollhouse. <laughs> it's
0: oh, it's wow. a
3: okay standalone episode. I think that Tensa has been underutilized. Yes. Office, and I'm still saying that the doctor who is Ruth is a tensa. And I think that would explain a lot and help a lot with the storyline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and Heather, you had a great uh, explanation for what the Tensa is. The wishes uh, from shooting stars. That was cute.
4: That was, I I came up with that? (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) Well, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And also Night Terrors is the episode that we had two guests on, Mm -hmm. Monica and Nate from Temple of Geeks. So it was kind of serendipitous that they, as parents, came onto this episode dealing with a child. So they brought a different perspective, which I greatly appreciated. Yes. Yes.
4: I mean i just imagine the child was tony my cat and (laughs) uh no i'm (laughs) kidding i'm kidding but what i'm not kidding about is that i actually liked this episode the dollhouse part actually now even though i said earlier any part that doesn't have to do with the dollhouse um i liked the dollhouse elements better than i did on first viewing Because the first time I saw it, I was like, why is everything, why are they in this like fake plastic room? And then I was like, oh, it's a dollhouse. And this time I went into it knowing. And I just love Matt Smith with children. I don't think I've ever said that on this podcast. So I...
0: (laughs) Nope, this is on record the first time you said it.
4: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, one or the other. So I'm just going to you know, put that out there in case anyone missed the first 126 (laughs) times. So there we go.
0: Night Terrors also has uh, the emotional impact at the end still hits, but I wish it, was, it wasn't it was so quick. I think there needed to be a little bit more, not, maybe realization is the wrong word, but just something that says like, Alex embraces his son George and says, you're my son. It's like, I really connected with that moment and I wasn't expecting to. And I wish that it wasn't so quick.
4: Yeah. And there was honestly probably time they could have yeah. saved off somewhere else.
0: <laughs> yeah, just something because it felt like we were building up and building up and then all of a sudden oh, we have to end. <laughs>
2: right. You know, that could, have, that could have been the editor who decided not to make that a big moment because I know when I'm editing I make moments out of things that t- touch me. So maybe the editor was just not like feeling the whole son, dad storyline <laughs> and they were like you're my son, yes, Chuck.
0: This was a guy that didn't have a good relationship with his dad. Yeah, <laughs>
2: it's like
4: every moment of this hurts me. Cut, <laughs> cut.
0: More dolls, more dolls, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: but I, I truly think I, on the whole, though, this is was kind of like a nice little breath of fresh air in this season.
5: I kind of felt the surrounding scenes and shots around th- that bit, like the slow motion when he's running down the stairs past the grown dolls. Some of it seemed kind of awkward. Um, like they kind of chose the best moments of some so-so footage. I would wonder that I don't know if they had the footage to make that any more of a moment. Part of my job as an, as an animation director is to create the most interesting looking shot you can by hand and then you do the shot as opposed to pointing a camera somewhere and hoping you get something that looks good. So. I saw that shot and I was like, that's what you came up with? But maybe that's just what they could do in the space, the physical space that they had with the cameras, or like maybe in the moment they thought it was great, or they thought like, it's gonna be in slow motion, so it's gonna look great, and then they get it back and they watch it in slow motion and they're like, oh, (laughs) well, this is what we got. (laughs)
0: And I I, I think I'm coming from the the fact that there wasn't a lot of breathing room for me to, like, take it in. Like, I get that he came up with that, but then right after that, they're all happy in the apartment, and then the mom comes in. I think that's what I'm referring to as too quick. Yeah, there
5: wasn't much denouement at the end or anything. It was just kind of like, she kind of comes in and, you know, kills the uh, high. Yeah.
0: next episode is The Girl Who Waited. Amy and Rory are taken to the planet Apalapachea by the doctor to kind of have um, a nice day at the beach or picnic. (laughs) But it turns out that there's a deadly plague going on and Amy gets trapped in a different timeline. And the doctor and Rory have to figure out how to get her out of that timeline. But they find her when she's aged 36 years later.
3: This is my favorite episode of the season. I thought, yes, it is a Dr. Light episode. I wouldn't bring a new person to this because of that. But I think Karen really owned it and shines in a lot of her acting choices. Yeah, was really yep. well playing the different timelines.
0: So I really like this episode. Yeah. And I think it was brought up in our discussion of this episode where it's there's nonverbal communication the way that I think it's older Amy in her like makeshift shelter where she has Rory and the uh, you know the save the the younger Amy I guess we'll say doing the some one great where, stuff um, um uh
4: Rory wants the other Amy to hear Amy speaking yeah oh, so he's holding the yeah Yeah,
0: then he he lifts it up to see her mm-hmm. uh, on under the, the reflection I just I just like the filmmaking aspect of this episode There's a lot of great things told to us story-wise that is not verbal. And for that, I I applaud it for.
4: This is a Most Improved for me um, (laughs) because I did not like this episode Mm. uh, before this. So, and I really, I like it a lot now. So this is my, uh, they're an acronym for that.
3: Most Improved. (laughs) Most Improved. That's good. There's no, there's no like,
4: there's no MVP type acronym. That's (laughs) what I was trying to think of. Okay. Age. H-
3: stop, stop, stop. I- right
5: <laughs> Did we talk about originally when we went over this episode that it's the second instance of a second Amy dying physically to sacrifice for the actual Amy?
0: We I think
5: we oh, might it's have the first one. No. Ganger. The ganger. The, ganger. ganger. Oh. the it's there's a motif of two Amy's, one going away so the other one can be
0: Well the other motif is waiting. Yeah, so,
6: yeah that's that's yeah. How the pawns that? have this whole thing about death.
1: Yeah, They, yeah. Really they, they like
3: revisiting it. But going back to the Doppler, did old Amy ever exist? That's the same thing with the doppelgangers. You're saying that they never became sentient because of this, so they didn't kill off the race. This is the same thing. Old Amy did exist. They remember her, so she existed. Right. But she never really existed in this timeline really? because they saved I th- her. I think so that falls under timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly yeah. uh,
5: logic. But yeah, that that is the thing, like, what makes someone like once they're gone, and this
3: one I'm okay with because it's done in that timey-wimey feel. Yeah. The other one they put too much emphasis on things, but this one I get it. Whether and I'm still sad about it, and I'm still happy that they remember her, so she did exist yeah. because of the memory. And always, people still live on in your memory, and that's important. So I like. I really like this episode.
6: I said in the episode, this is where I was getting tired of Moffat motifs. I was tired of waiting. You know, they're always waiting. If it's not one of them waiting, it's the other one waiting. And to That's me- love. Huh?
3: That's love.
6: OK, then I'm not going to say what I was going to say next. <laughs> but it's yeah. just kind of like you love someone that you put yourself through such torture. Like Rory waited 2,000 years to protect Amy because he loved her so much. Um, but Amy, Amy did not wait Amelia this. Amelia waited for the doctor to get so that she could have adventures. It's like put. It's like you're you're putting your characters through it, a a bit of hell. Um, and it works a little bit. It definitely works in Rory in the two thousand years. But what a freaking nightmare if you think about it. That's that's two thousand years of torture. And he just keeps doing it. And and I'm. It's like stop it. Stop making these this sort of bad thing happen to your characters. I just don't like it.
4: Everyone knows suffering is sexy,
0: okay?
6: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I think it's just- SIS. Well, New it is fragrance dramatic. by
0: Calvin Klein. <laughs> <laughs> it
6: is it is drama. I mean, you know, conflict and, and that kind of stuff is drama, but the same drama gets old. Yeah, it's, it's He doesn't, yeah. it, I mean, he does it, he actually does it one more time that I can think of right now, which is the worst example of- You froze. Uh-oh. I froze?
0: that is bad? a bad example yeah no you're bad. we were we were waiting you were waiting <laughs> um,
4: we waited for 26 years yeah, it's
6: 30 years later <laughs>
0: we remember it all
6: <laughs> hey it's not so bad from this point of view <laughs> um no uh, what i was saying was he does it again in a future episode with a future doctor and it's horrible to me it's like i can't watch that episode because it's too much of a nightmare
4: Oh my god, I love that episode. I can't wait till we get to it now. Everybody,
6: everybody, everybody loves, loves it. that episode. Yeah. It is, people just fawn over that episode. I don't even want to watch it again for the podcast, but that's, that's just a few me. seasons
3: down the road.
6: It's just me, though. And so it's like, like, I'm tired of the, me personally, I'm tired of the waiting motif.
3: Moffat wants to hurt Amy and Rory. Yes. He just wants to hurt them. The whole house was separating them in the TARDIS. And again, waiting because he's old, Rory's old. And then,
6: you know, all that. It is kind of funny though, because I don't mind Rory waiting, but I do mind Amy waiting because Rory waits in The Doctor's Wife and it's like, oh, that's okay. (laughs)
3: No, 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 no. that's still just torturing those two. It's torture, yes.
6: But it's like, oh, but it's in a good episode. I I like it.
5: (laughs) Okay. Waiting, by definition, has to do with time. And that's what the whole show is. It's a time traveler. So everything, it's like every facet of time gets touched upon within the series.
3: But that's another thing with the time travel show. Why have them wait the the whole three months looking for River only because in reality, three months happened. But why did the doctor not pop back sooner? Why did
4: Madame de Pompadour have to die before exactly. came back to see her?
0: Also written by Stephen Moffat.
4: Ah
0: oh, <laughs> oh.
6: I think I think the thing that most annoys me about that is it pushes me into now I'm in the majority of episodes I like where they wait. <laughs> You've ruined my world.
4: Uh, Brian, I think you're totally justified, though, because one of the reasons that you don't like it, I think, is because it's been abused.
6: Yeah, it's been
5: abused.
4: That's a great, yes. Your point is not that you don't like the concept. It's that you don't like the abuse and overuse of the concept, which then detracts from the importance of the concept to begin with.
6: Yeah, perfect.
4: Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. (laughs) I used to watch the show Vampire Diaries when it first came out. You know, angsty vampires in high school, obviously. Hot guys. And, but the problem is, is that everyone kept dying and coming back to life. And I was like, I don't even care if you die anymore because I'm probably going to see you in 10 minutes anyway. And it's like, how can you take away the the emotional value of death that you've essentially taken away the importance of anything?
1: The only stakes were the ones through their hearts
0: (laughs) stealing my jokes
6: (laughs) yeah
1: at at least it
0: was in the same vein (laughs) no
4: No,
6: sorry i'm gonna give you that one well done (laughs) well it's
5: an interesting thing story-wise if you think about like a lot of what a lot of serials do even james bond like you can't change a character too much you can't have a you have to have a character arc but if the character changes too much they're no longer that character and you can't make a serialized thing so how do you keep james bond a, a, a cocky womanizer if, if if in by the end of the movie he's not a cocky womanizer anymore where do you where do you go from there so if, if the conceit of rory and amy is that they both wait if that's who they are you know take that away and who do you have i, I don't think it's as warranted as it's placed upon in this regard. But I could see it happening, like if Moffitt's like, that's who these characters are, they're just achingly waiting throughout their entire existence. So that's what he puts on like every piece of story. I'm not condoning it, I'm just kind of analyzing it.
0: <laughs> I'm not condoning this oh, no. behavior. I'm good, <laughs> that was good. And on this rewatch or this revisit of the girl who waited, I think this is where it's cemented for me that the doctor is sort of the villain. It's like a slow villain because he's what causes them to they're supposed to go to this place to have a fun time but he does he, he's the reason that they're put in this situation where he, they have to choose between older 36 year older amy and amy prime and he and he's the one that puts rory in the position to make that decision which that i did not like
5: would you say he's the antagonist though i don't know if i feel he's an antagonist
0: i'm i'm it's saying like personally yeah story-wise this is it boils down to he's he's the impetus of what goes wrong just like just like in the next episode the god complex and then all the way back to the impossible astronaut and day of the moon he's withholding information he's doing things that villains do
5: yeah you're right he's trying to be good but it ends up being
6: bad and
0: and and
3: rory's
6: rory is catching catching on to this yeah saying this is like the end of the pawns Character arc because Rory at least has reached his point where it's like I don't right. want to do this anymore. here. yeah. This is not good. It, it's yeah. The, it's the class of the path to you know um,
5: the, the road to... to hell is, is is the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like yeah. He's he's sort of some of his tenth Doctor is coming through where he thinks he's so uh, uh, not perfect, but like he thinks he can always win that
0: he just barrels forward and then steps in it. And that's why I wanted that falling down moment where he's like, oh, I am I have good intentions, but they're coming out negatively. That's what I wanted from this. Okay, like that, Eugene.
5: Is, is that the uh, moment you were just talking about where these, whoever it was way back when said to him that death, look at what they've done. They, they've they all become soldiers. It was, Tha- not Thanos. It was uh, Davros. D- Davros. Davros said to him, look what everyone who loves you turns into a soldier of death or something like that.
0: Right. Yeah.
3: But, okay, Eugene. Yes. I don't know if he's really a villain. I can say the antagonist, but I don't know if villain's the right term. Because in the classic, the Doctor would do things like this and everything would be okay because we didn't have the same structure that we do now in New Who of the um, emotional aspect of a lot of it. Oh yeah, it's I like understand that. It's like we tell that. stories differently now, so I think the Doctor may not have changed but the way that we're watching it and telling the stories have changed.
0: And, and you know, this is only coming from re-watching this for the podcast. Like, the first time I watched it, I was fine with everything. Right, and right. and I think it's because, like you just said, Moffat, or uh, about the classic, Moffat loves classic Who. So he's taking what he likes, putting it into a modern-day show, but the sensibilities don't work. Right. They need right. to be tweaked a little bit because Tom Baker, would he would do things to set plans in motion without letting his companions know, but at the end, everybody's okay. Yeah, this doctor causes problems. Watching these and being analytical and why, and you know, I really wanted to know and look inside why I don't like season six as much, why I don't crack open this DVD, why it's like very pristine in my collection. And this podcast has helped me kind of figure out why person, I personally don't like these things in season six. With him and Amy, there's something, ingrained in there because he keeps coming back to Amy you know
3: because she's Amy you know he comes back again after this it's just sort of that you know they cross the line with some of that and that's why I think you're totally right Eugene in that it's not the same sensibility it's not the way you're telling the story now that needs to be altered if you're going to keep that type of doctor going forward it's the difference
5: like the, the villain argument is that's the difference between a villain and an antagonist is a villain can mostly always be the antagonist, but an antagonist isn't always a villain. Yeah, this has been said many times. I didn't make this up. Uh, that Thanos is the protagonist of end of 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 uh, not Endgame of uh, Infinity, Infinity War, because you find out the begin- He's he opens the movie with "This is my goal. It's difficult," and he ends the movie with "Spoiler alert." Five, six, seven,
0: eight. Uh, he he gets he accomplishes his goal. I thought you were. Trying to do a dance number. Dance number. Yeah,
3: yeah. But want to, count to ten. He's gonna start singing. That's the
5: first thing that popped into my head. I should have got ten, oh, nine, eight.
4: No,
3: there
5: you go. <laughs> but but thinking about what you're saying, Eugene, I I like taking the moment. This is sort of the 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 pinnacle of, of that where. Tinnacle. I think that's what happens with Matt Smith kind of rippling back even earlier. Like, he kind of, in trying to help, he makes things worse some a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I enjoy it. I don't think it's bad, but it's it, it's an interesting take, and this this episode is sort of the pinnacle of that.
0: And to go back to falling down, that's what I need so that I can still have my hero because he goes, okay. I'm doing these things. I thought I was helping, but it turned out negatively. I'm not the bad guy. I, You know what I mean? Like, that's the yeah, he, thing that happens in falling down that I want to have happen with the 11th well, Doctor.
5: As our old friend Arlene would say, that ain't never going to happen with the Doctor.
0: Yeah, that's why <laughs> I have ne- my fanfiction. He's fiction. never
5: going to accept that. What's that, your fanfiction?
0: It's uh, <laughs> five volumes high now. <laughs> right. Uh So but that.
2: He, he... But uh, yeah, to your, to your point, Eugene, and to the point of this episode, he learns a little bit because at the end of the episode, he says goodbye to Amy and Rory and is like, yeah. you shouldn't travel with me anymore. It is right. not it is not good for is you.
0: That is, uh, that's the next the episode. Complex? Next episode. As next we're, episode. We're, we're the on, God on God.
2: the God Complex, We're on Girl Who Waited. No, we're not. Oh. Girl
6: Who Waited. Girl. Okay. You really want to get through these episodes. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, sorry. So, but like the
1: Minotaur waited for
2: the doc. We see the doctor does learn something because then in the God complex, the way it ends with him dropping them off.
0: But does he learn though? Because the Minotaur gives him that message of death will follow you or something. And he's like, what? So, to me, again, it's not that falling down moment that I want. Yeah. episode is the, the god complex is the doctor amy and rory are trapped in a hotel with a bunch of other people and there is a minotaur seeking after them because of uh, they have to break their face
2: the thing that they fear the most ends up becoming the thing they worship
0: the god complex is another episode that we had a guest on and that was a uh, john from podcastica so that was great to have him on board and he really likes this episode
3: it is a good episode. I just wish they went deeper in reflection of what the theme was, what they're trying to say about yeah. faith, religion, yeah, and
4: the end is also kind of fish. a throwaway.
3: I wanted a little bit more explanation of that. You know. But like we said on our review of the episode, it is great writing to delve into giving three-dimensional characters in such a short period of time where you get these people and they're fleshed out, which is really nice. Where a lot of the yeah. other ones, they're more one-dimensional things. And that's one thing with The Good Man Goes to War. A lot of those characters were one-dimensional, you know, the, the gay couple, and even the one who wrote the-
0: Lorna, Lorna Bucket. The
3: so, yeah, so it's just sort of, this showed some great techniques in filmmaking.
0: Yeah, it was it was amazing that that was a problem I had with the good man goes to war, and then in the God complex, like, oh, you fixed that. That's yeah. that's amazing. You took my advice.
6: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode. It's interesting because Frank and I were watching another review of this episode and the person pointed out something that I never noticed before but it is such a profound change that I do think it's affected Doctor Who ever since and that is when he gives Rory and Amy the house this is the last time he has a full time companion at least until Bill with the 13th Doctor and you could even make a case that Bill was part time as well. For the rest of the series it's oh Doctor Doctor, you've been gone for a few months. Let's have an adventure, you know. Look at all yeah. this change that has happened to the companions in the time that you've been off traveling on your own. We hate each other's guts and are going to get a divorce, or I'm going to go from a nanny to a school teacher or a model. Or a model. It's like it is the the full-time companion that lives in the TARDIS full-time, travels with him, doesn't go home much. Stops in this episode. And I think that's a profound change to Doctor Who. It's not obvious. But the moment I heard that in the review, and I, I that's why I'm pointing out that we saw it in a review, it's like, I don't want to, I did not come to this conclusion on my own, but it really did hit me where that changes a lot of the essence of the show for me. It's like, mm-hmm. the Doctor is not your part-time friend. Your doc, the Doctor is not that someone who shows up every once in a while and you go out and have a party or an adventure
4: he's afraid of commitment now
6: <laughs> well yeah but it's like
4: <laughs> on the behalf of the other person
6: i think it's i think in moffat's point of view i think it's well we need to make the count companions a little bit more three-dimensional so they need to have a life i don't think that's a Moffat
5: thing document. i think can I interject i don't want to interrupt you
6: no no yeah go ahead
5: i agree with you but i think that starts to come from the the time that this series, the things that you're talking about happened in, in our in IRL, in, in, in real life, where um, the idea of a companion diminishes that role, and they wanted the audience to have more three-dimensional characters to relate to. Plus the fact that Doctor Who started to become even more a worldwide phenomenon, not a British phenomenon, and less relatable like now it's just like do we accept this goofy guy in our in our hearts and our tvs now that we have to convince the world well how are we going to do that we got to make sure everyone else is uh is you know the cw is really big yeah like the cw is becoming like one of the biggest networks for, for american television at least so if you think about what was going on with clara and what was the guy's name? I don't know. Whatever. Like, Danny. You know, like it, it, it was a lot Danny. of dandy. Danny. It was a lot of emotional drama that had nothing to do with the care, with the doctor. And then he would come in, and so he was basically Fonzie. He was the guest star.
6: Exactly. He's secondary. Um, right. And, and I think
5: that that probably came more from, hey, we got to make sure that people watch to keep watching this show. So what can we do? So these companions aren't just companions because no one's a companion.
6: Well, they 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 have had all of them have had the same mentality since the reboot which is not the classic show but in the reboot on the companion is always the main character. Although I mean Russell said that, you know, and it's like, you know, the, the the Rose is the main character of that season. She's the one who does have the character arc the beginning, the middle, the end. Um because the doctor doesn't change. Exactly. Um
4: that shows me I just
6: think they did
0: it well. So.
6: They just did it better. And that from the moment you like officially made it that these companions are part time that time passes a lot and things can change. Um, I think that really does affect, it definitely affects the relationship of the care companions with the doctor, which to me is another thing that gets old. You know, it really does get old. Like some of it's great. Like there's in, in one episode, Amy says to the doctor, we think it's 10 years. We don't know, but we think it's 10 years that we have traveled with you. Um, Cause our friends are actually saying we look older than we should. Um, but their friends are seeing them you know um, and you could even go it's like I'd love to be able to figure out when that part-timeness if it has ever stopped because even with the 13th Doctor her companions are getting into trouble for being away with their normal lives and it's like I can get that point in this day and age we want more contact with Earth you know we live in a we, we live in a society where it is so commu- easy to communicate with anybody on the planet. So why wouldn't it be you'd be so easily able to visit people on earth? But it fundamentally changes the show. I think it's, it's difficult to write and I think the Russell era did it. And this era, it's the beginning of strains.
3: I think one of the reasons Russell did it better or differently and why we think it worked was because their family, friends, acquaintance were accepted into the story. Well,
6: line. no, I mean, if you think about it, the, I think the difference is, is that the families and the friends back on Earth are still and always are supplementary characters. I think the only one that would ever really cross that line is wolf um, But like... Jackie, you know, Jackie's a great character and has a character arc, which is fantastic. But she's still always secondary and supplementary. They but, are, but, but also, that's, see, my thing is, is what I'm what I'm saying is I'm not looking at it from because I think I said it wrong. It's not a story point. There is no like main non-supplementary character with Rory and Amy that I said that wrong. It's Rory and Amy or Rose never goes home to Jackie and stays for six months. Not even after Rose has disappeared for a full year. Even at the end of that episode, she still gets into the TARDIS a day later and leaves because the full-time story of this show is a character that travels with the doctor. Whereas Amy and Rory reach that point where it's like, we don't need to travel with you all the time. So he will come back and be like, it's been three months. I think this is, for me, it is one of the things. I have one more, which I'll say at the end, but for me, this is one of those things.
3: It
0: is a good point. So then the next episode after the God Complex is closing time, where we come back to Craig Owens and the Cybermen. This is the companion light episode where the doctor is with Craig, and he goes to work with Craig and sometimes, or goes to the same workplace with Craig. And Craig has to deal with being alone with his uh, new baby, Alfie, while Sophie is away on a trip.
6: Yes, because this, the doctor in this episode is the 200-year-older doctor. This is the doctor right before his death, and so he's doing his... His Yeah. So when he sees Craig, he's—we know that he is just about to go back to Lake Silencio, and you could say the hat. that. This, <laughs> yeah, you could say that this episode only exists for him to get TARDIS blue envelopes. And the hat. And the hat. <laughs> the stetsons are cool.
4: I like this episode. I like the deeper episodes in general, but this season, I like the fluffy ones.
0: I felt that this episode is great, but its its placement in the season is it's- off
4: awkward to be right at the end like that.
0: It should have come earlier.
4: Yeah,
6: It should have had more of an emotional impact of the Doctor coming to terms with being killed.
4: Right? Yeah. This should be even more this farewell tour should just blow our minds. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should get a season where he visits an old, old <laughs> companion every episode.
0: When we did our episode and we were talking about the next episode being the last of the season, we're like this, this is it? It was just odd to be like This is the second to last episode.
4: Yeah.
0: This is the first time that a season finale has not been a two-parter.
6: They were, you know, planning out the season and they went, we'll have this great emotional wallop of a season. Farewell.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because if you get rid of that last segment of this episode, this this could fit anywhere. I could watch this at any time Mm -hmm. in my viewing. Yeah. Because I do like that moment at the end where he sees those kids. Right. Because, you know, Doctor Who is... A kid's show. So he sees his audience as he's about to basically die in his mind. I enjoyed that and the impact that that has on those kids. They have that report at the end.
3: I mean, you are right. There are two different stories being told the Craig fun story that could be told anywhere, and there could have been a complete episode on its own. Because when I think about closing time, I think of the main story, which is with, you know, the whole fun Cybermen silliness.
1: Which is, I think, what I mean, that's been the the refrain of the the criticism of the season is just the the unevenness the disconnected like the uh, closing time yeah i think it's it's really funny but then that that moment with craig turning into a cyberman but it is overshadowed by his love for his child uh, it's just a lot of stuff to make that last emotional turn to the doctor's farewell. To the, even that phone call to the brigadier, it's it's a lot of emotional turns to take to get us to that mindset of the doctor is facing his death now. It's just a hard. It's hard. It's hard to make all those turns.
4: Yeah. How is it that we have the same amount of time for an episode? And pretty much the same amount of stuff going on, I would say, as always, but they're not taking enough time on the emotional beats. I think,
1: I think with this series, with series six, because what we've pointed out with so many episodes kind of containing one thing that's needed to continue, like, a an arc that's better planned you might have been able to more efficiently tell the story of maybe the silence and the gangers together or something you know it's it's a matter of efficiency with having to take so much time to set up the tesselecta to set up gangers to set up the silence to set up like all of these different uh and melody pond being river like there's so many like we've said little pieces that unless you're very very efficient about making those connections, you end up with things that feel long, but are short, or things that are short, but feel long. And yeah, no, it's very there's,
5: difficult. There's, we don't know what's been cut out. A lot of times scripts are written, everything's on the page, but in editing, you have to see people go through things that are, are not written. So it, you can't just have someone barrel forward but this happens and this happens and this happens. You need things to play out in a certain amount of pace and otherwise it feels rushed or you kill an emotion. And that pace is usually silent, so it's not on the page. Well, this scene is now perfect. It took longer, it took three minutes longer than it was written to be. what, What three minutes do we have to cut out? And that very well could be a lot of what we talk about isn't in the show. For all we know, the editors are saying the same thing when they have a drink after work that we're saying. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, there's there's a great show on the cutting room floor as a result.
1: I, I think one of the one of the things that leads me to believe it is more like pre-production is I think a few parts Eugene, you mentioned scripts changing our shows, getting reordered a little bit because they were written. For, like yeah. a different Doctor, a different season, and then getting kind of retrofitted
0: yeah. into this? The God Complex would be the one it was written for season mm-hmm. five, and then they moved it to season six.
1: Oh, okay. That's the only one? Okay. Oh,
0: Doctor's Wife was season five as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So you throw two of those in, and all of a sudden now you have two episodes that you don't get to... You know, tell your story arc. leave your other story into yeah so it seems like uh, you know a lot of things kind of happen like like a lot of little things might have happened that just built up to this yeah. what we have.
0: So the last episode in season six is The Wedding of River Song, and this is where time has gone crazy, and everything is happening at once. The doctor gets, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, there's not, there's just too much going on. <laughs> like, everything uh, is happening at once. Yeah.
6: Everything is happening, yeah.
0: That's River's crazy. here, Madame Cavarian's here, The Silence is here, Amy, Rory, uh, Winston, Winston Churchill. Churchill.
6: Yeah. Meredith Vieira.
0: Yeah, everything going on.
2: Charles Dickens.
3: Pterodactyls.
0: So, discuss <laughs>
2: <laughs> madness so have,
3: yeah i did not like this episode i thought having one episode to try and wrap it all up led to a lot of confusion complication contradictory information the whole idea of you know rivers breaking the point in time does she remember doing that or does she not because we have the doctor and river talking on lake silencio saying you don't remember this moment because Mm. the other river on the sand doesn't remember it but then later on she's talking to amy going it was really hard to lie and say i didn't know anything so she does remember it but then she didn't act that way in the first episode the way the character acted was she didn't know this she slapped the doctor going what are you doing you know so it's changing and retroconning too many things to try and fit it all in we learn in this that the silence isn't the silence. That was last season, first episode, the silence will fall. And then like this first episode of this season, so that's the silence. That's what we were waiting a whole season for. No, he just says, no, the whole silence is fall is the doctor not trying to give away the secret. So the silence has to fall to stop it. That's what they, f- they say that in this. So then so, what are the other Silents? Why did we even bring them in? It's just so consuming. It's just a
5: coincidence. There's just two bad guys with the name of Silence.
3: It's not a well, coincidence. The, well, the it's, bad it's guy a, of Silence. We're tricking then... you. We're tricking oh, you. It's not leading well, you down a path. It's not putting in little Easter eggs for you to find in the second viewing of it. It's of we're going to trick you again knowingly. That's maybe, what not, maybe not so much trick, be...
2: but we're gonna change it.
3: This is where this worse. is where it's kind of. I think that's even worse. <laughs> the, the
6: the 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 writing of the season got out of control, and they suddenly had they were suddenly in a hole that was too di- too deep for them to 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 dig out of. And it it could also be you know each episode of the season seemed okay, but it was when they looked at the season as a whole, starting to write the finale. Swiss you teams. see the problem. You see that it's like, wow, we really did
3: not uh, make an easy way out. It's Swiss cheese. You can see all the holes when they finally put it all together.
6: Yeah, and it's now two. It's now two seasons, and we still don't know why the TARDIS blew up. Come on, right. come it.
2: Wait, Are we ever gonna find that out? Yeah.
6: In a throwaway yeah. line. <laughs> we do.
2: I really liked that twist in this episode. I liked the twist that, like, oh no, the silence aren't the the aliens in suits. The silence is the doctor's death. And I liked that being the twist. And I think that I was okay with that being the twist because they had already changed who the silence were from the first from from season five. It got changed at the beginning of season six. So I'm like, oh okay, throw it off. It It, will become the monsters. Right. It's no longer well, what was a race? it
3: before then?
5: The silence isn't a race. Well, we didn't, I guess we didn't
2: know what the silence were going to be. It was just like right. the silence will fall.
3: Mm-hmm. Right. And
2: then we're introduced to a, a race called the silence.
3: And to me, that's where it changes. It goes, we're now okay. explaining what we have from last season. You've waited a season. Now we're bringing this term in again so specifically.
2: Right. This
3: is the silence. This is the silence that'll fall the question's asked mm-hmm. and and, then, and
2: and then it gets changed again at the end and then at the end it it's a, a river song
3: switch not it's like no we're messing with you because they bring it back to the silence later on okay spoilers for later on the silence destroy the tardis The silence the religious cult not the silence the entities that look like that in the suit right they're Madame just people Gavarian who joined sect. the silence yeah. <laughs> it's like Madame they do sect who were the silence right She's a shoot off of the silence, which was a religious order. The, the idea is they frame. had an idea of, ooh, silence will fall. Let's have that Let's have that be the thing, and we'll figure it out later. Then they figure it out, it's gonna be these aliens. Then they figure it out, well, it's not an aliens. These particular looking aliens, which we've only seen as the silence, are only really part of it. You can be human and be silence. And then it's, no, the silence, it's a doctor's death. We're changing it again. Oh, it's not. Don't, don't me not it does, forget though. Because if it's not set, they're just changing the river. They're changing all their whole stream of what they're thinking is. Because everybody knows it's this, so let's have to. We have to throw a curveball into it.
6: Also, not don't forget they though. Have thought of it ahead don't, of time. Don't, don't, don't forget though. The original, the original, the silence will fall was literal. Rory and Venice True. getting into the TARDIS. Silence fell. There was no sound at all. And none he was looking out by. Well, that's strange but it was like silence will literally fall literally right. and then they changed it and, changed it and changed it and changed it and changed it so that's what was disappointing to me because I it changed too many happened. times for it's me it's like you never explained why. why you never explained why it went quiet in venice
1: and i think it would feel better again if it felt like an honest progression that they had intended yeah. to yeah. make us think one thing and honestly switch it to something else true but it feels inauthentic it feels like they didn't know what they were doing and they're just coming up with random stuff every episode to make it fit
0: if this was season one and the whole overall mystery of season one was bad wolf and they go oh it's just some graffiti that some sort of like uh street artist did and then bad wolf becomes uh an actual literal wolf it's a werewolf oh no that's not it and then bad wolf then becomes a boy crying bad wolf you know it's like that's how i sort of take it if they had done it differently i would see how how it can be a good plot twist
5: i'm in the middle cuz i like it but i also feel it it's it feels improvised but i like <laughs> and then i and then i think what auburn said i just wish they
0: kind of i i, I smooth it out a little bit but i still enjoy it yeah that's why i throw in this bad wolf comparison cuz i'm like i can see both ways I I like that bad
4: wolf comparison though,
0: very. Because it's kind of what they're doing with the silence, except silence is literal, meaning a thing, and then silence is meaning the absence of sound. It's just, it's a lot, I think what happens is, we've been sitting here during this whole
5: episode, making fun of the reconning that Stephen Moffat has done. But it's just, if this wasn't the like hundredth time is possibly recon something, uh, I probably wouldn't even bat an eye. Right. Melody Pond, Amy, you know, uh, River Song. Yeah, the Ain oh, well, don't even, yeah, that's <laughs> that's where you will hear a different tune from Josh <laughs> when we go talk about that episode.
0: Like um, when we're talking about season six, you know, the whole thing of Amy, finding out where Amy is, uh, Melody, her baby, and then the other thing of the doctor's death, to me, season six is big bad is plot twists, questions, and open-ended mysteries. <laughs> it's not those I other will. things I just mentioned.
5: I enjoy the emotional arc of this whole season so much that I kind of forgive a lot of the, the things that we are complaining about. That's oh, just I, for I get me, that. me personally. Yeah.
4: I mean, that's why the show continues to exist and thrive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A lot of people are willing to forgive a lot.
5: Mm-hmm. The emotional arc and a lot of the cool, fun stuff. but yeah. Because we do like the show at the core. Yeah.
4: And ultimately a lot of people might not have even thought about most of this stuff because yeah. that's not the purpose yeah. of watching the show. That's the purpose of having a podcast about watching yes. the show
0: and dissecting yeah. every reason. little bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: And as someone who, you know, like I've said before, this this series didn't really like grab me the first time watching through it, but I've enjoyed it much more rewatching it again for this because now I know kind of more what to expect and I can enjoy you know the things that are enjoyable in each episode. For sure. So if anyone didn't like series six or season six at the time, or hasn't, you know, revisited it in a while, give it a second chance because, um, you know, it's not too bad.
6: The last point that I want wanted to make earlier, and it is more of a, what does season six mean to all of Doctor Who? Um, to me, well, you know, one of the things is companions become part time. Um, it becomes a little bit too American. And then the last one for me personally is, this is the beginning where things start to change where I don't like a lot of the characters. I just don't like them, especially like the second half of this season. I don't like the episodes because I don't have anybody that I want to watch more. You know, in in Night Terrors, I don't like the father, I don't like the son, Uh, God Complex, I don't like anybody. (laughs)
4: <laughs> um, Not even Rita. She's she's a yeah, nice no. gal. Um oh.
6: Oh, okay. And it just kind of continues and builds on this where the series is is like trying to be more adult, I think, and it just turns into companions you don't like, companions, friends that you don't like. Yeah, there's no jabe. Exactly. Yeah. There's no Jade. And there's, there's too many, you know, there's too many atoms. There's too many atoms <laughs> and not enough Jade to... I wouldn't go that far. Ouch, and it, but ouch. you see, I would because it continues. It goes on like, it it goes on for so long where it is like, oh God, more with this. It's not as fun. I, I really kind of wanted to say that season six is a, uh, not a breaking point that's too negative demarcation it's a what yes it's demarcation yeah this is doctor who splits off from what it was before in season six um the heart begins to go away in this and it continues (laughs) so much so that you know there could possibly be a future um uh main character of the show where the episodes have no heart at all, nothing, no heart at all, until you get to a big speech. And all the episodes just exist for one main character to give a big speech that wraps up everything into a nice little bow. And it's like, this is your heartfelt moment. And it becomes episode after episode after episode. And you, you sit there and you go, speech was great. Why did I have to sit through 45 minutes of heartless stuff to get to this moment,
3: this is all just beginning to click with me. So anyway,
1: thank, you. <laughs> thank you. It reminded
3: me, Brian, of Torchwood. You know, this is a season where it all changed. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like
0: so. I just laugh at that. Going. This is the season where it all changed. Some might say that it lost its hearts.
4: Oh. Because
0: <laughs> the doctor has two hearts.
4: I felt a little. What the... is called the plastic
0: again? the the season was fleshed out
1: needed (laughs) more fleshing out yeah maybe the season is just
0: complex
3: (laughs) or complex
6: (laughs) you know because i'm just trying to think right now do i from this moment forward is there any character to me like donna is there any character to me just like a you know a very small character like mrs moore from the original cyberman episode in season two her for a very small amount of time but it's great she really does she made a lasting impression that at least we still talk about years later i don't see very many uh characters or moments like that going forward
5: well i think that's a i think that's a symptom of a bunch of crazy interesting ideas what what is the motivation for especially this season right uh, as, as you were all talking here, I was thinking back, like, the earlier seasons, even back in the day, were commentaries on something. Sometimes it was political, sometimes it was, you know, humanity, and sometimes it was, like, an emotional concept. This season is a bunch of crazy ideas, how are we going to sort them all out, along with characters we really care about and see them grow. But there's no, like, spoilers, uh, end of Planet of the Apes moment, where it was a commentary on what we were trying to say. Even, even the... Uh, the was it Voyage of the Damned. What was the Titanic one? Yes, Voyage of the Damned. Even as silly, uh, even as silly as that kind of is, there's is some commentary on the way people are treated in there, and people's dreams and stuff, and what ends up happening. And I think that's what this season doesn't have. It's it's solving emotional issues that our characters have been going through, but there's no commentary, which is sort of what Doctor Who sort of always was. It was like, ah, you humans see how you don't, you're such hypocrites or, or in some fashion. And as we've been saying, this season is a bunch of crazy, interesting ideas. How are we gonna do it? And then they just sort of, they dump the jigsaw puzzle over and they start putting pieces together.
6: And then they get bored with the puzzle and they move and on they, to the yeah. puzzle. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, these are a lot of pieces. <laughs> do we
5: need all of them
1: out.
6: but but that's the thing you
5: know i think of like uh what am i uh oh gosh what is it what, when it's just the tenant one when he's on the in, in the shuttle midnight midnight like people the way you people the way you treat people and uh you know being paranoid and you know is it you or is it them it's 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 very twilight zone and rod Serling or sterling which is it i always forget sterling uh, rod Serling. Yes. Yeah. Rod Serling, where there's an ironic point to this story. And this season doesn't, except for the flesh, which they didn't end up doing well, uh, except for that storyline, this season didn't really have any of that. It was very self-referential.
1: I think um, not only good science fiction, but good storytelling tries to do that, Josh. And yeah, that yeah. is, I think you nailed it. Like, there's not really, like, what are the takeaways from this season that, you know, a child should under, not understand, but a child should, at the end of it, you know, you that should be kind of deep down. Like, that's the power of story, is to put those moral tales into your head so that when you face a decision later, you know, you have those uh, that background to rely on to help you make a moral decision. Because yeah. you know the doctor would do this. Or you know right, that, right. like, in that situation, my heroes chose goodness chose love chose you know not oppression
5: Um, yeah even our i'm sorry no no
1: no so i am just uh, you you really nailed it josh for this season like that is what's missing is like this connection to the deeper stories and the bigger questions yeah Yeah,
5: even even our favorite episode where we have the two amy's uh the older amy and the younger amy that's one of my favorite episodes from the season but we don't feel good at the end of that we don't feel good with the outcome even though the outcome was a positive outcome so whereas when you see this the the centurion who waited the 2000 years, like that's burned into my brain that <laughs> that story you, you know it's such a ro- romantic story or you know some of the other things where where the doctor says you know every for everybody lives what was the quote from season 1 um Empty dr dances.
0: yeah yeah when
5: he's dancing this, for once everyone lives like just just that's the, the theme or when he sacrifices himself or rose does like you said like my hero like i learned this moral tale from the doctor did this even though it might have been a screwy way to get around it mm-hmm. um and even though i said a few minutes ago that the emotional core of the season i love it's because of the it's because i've i'm in love with the characters
0: it, yeah. And I I think, it. yeah and i think and i think that sort of goes with what i've been saying this is the loss of our hero because there's no morals to be gained from the season he's just trying to figure out why does he
5: die when's yeah. he gonna die you know and then and then amy and roy are starting to outgrow him you know like yeah. you were saying it's interesting then, i find it very interesting but it i think that's why to your point brian that's why it doesn't ring it doesn't have the resonance that the other seasons have and the one the one pedantic nerd uh, thing i will say which i probably said when we talked about that episode is like why the silence wearing suits just why? Why is I mean is that they look thing?
4: very handsome? Okay, so good. no complaints of
6: because they so rated yeah. okay. a men cool. in black, they <laughs> rated a men in black uh facility
0: because they look good in them, <laughs> <laughs>
6: they make them look good.
4: Okay. All the girls hey, go crazy for a sharp dress silence. Okay.
0: Watching these,
3: you know, the whole season, I like certain episodes more, I like a lot of things more than i did before seeing it again with fresh eyes after years so that i think hopefully you'll appreciate some more of the episodes coming up that we're going to be doing yeah, oh, I can't, this, yeah is a, this is a changing point like you said i agree yeah. with you but hopefully now knowing that and seeing it and time yeah. passing we can enjoy the next couple you know next i, I am seasons. i am hoping for that okay
6: i'm not desperate i mean I don't think, I think
3: it will happen.
6: Like, I'm not, you know, it's like, oh yeah, God, I hope it happens. No, I'm not really doing it that way. I do feel that watching future episodes, because now I really like the 11th Doctor way more than I did this time, this go around than the first go around. I mean, I really liked the Doctor by this point, but now, you know, I'm watching a totally crazy episode, uh, Wedding of River Song, where it's just crazy and going, that's like the best Doctor moment. (laughs) <laughs> you know there's just little moments where it's like he's the perfect doctor so i'm right. kind of hoping that that helps me carry
0: forward
4: brian yes. these words from your lips they're so <laughs> they're so
6: beautiful
0: <laughs> brian's just a tenza. don't
1: <laughs> <laughs> no we replaced my him. dream dust
0: <laughs> he's okay you...
5: I, I will say even though i made on my big dissertation before off of what you just said those are much simpler stories. This show's been on a long time. Uh, it's, it, it just makes sense that they kind of had to expand and, and, and grow beyond it, and figure out, because you, you can only do the same note so much. So I'm not saying I this is a good answer for, for what they should have done, uh, more just an observation of what
4: happened. What I'm saying about that one up smith thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. How do you. A
4: lot of shows die that way.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Jumping uh, the shark.
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: It is weird, because I, like, this discussion that we've had for almost three and a half hours (laughs) is, um, it's kind of like Moffat, he was a kid in a candy shop, but when, if you're a kid in a candy shop and you get every piece of candy, you're going to have a tummy ache by the end of it. It's like some of these ideas needed to be left somewhere else. (laughs) Doctor Who, season six, woulda, coulda, shoulda.
4: (laughs) Woulda, coulda, shoulda, didn't. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up season six stay safe thanks for listening and we will see you next time when the future becomes the present you've just listened to an episode of who knew our wonderful theme music is by michael grady
2: find him on facebook at the universe explodes
0: and we have additional music by Daniel Pagio. all our episodes are engineered by alburn you can find him at
3: auburnbinkley.com. You can also find this show in several places. Follow us on Twitter at WhoNew
5: Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher.
2: Or our YouTube channel, youtube.com/slash who new podcast.
0: All our episodes are on WhoNewPodcast.com. Visit our Facebook
6: page. Please leave comments, reviews, and click like to help support who new Podcast.
0: To listen to our show on your Amazon Echo device, enable the Anypod Podcast skill. Ask Anypod to play the WhoNew Podcast. This podcast is inspired by Doctor Who.
2: The longest running sci-fi show in history.
0: And
3: especially The Revival, spearheaded by Russell T. Davis.
1: Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Verity
6: Lambert, Ron Grainer, Delia Derbyshire.
2: and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord.
6: Your work continues to inspire and entertain.
0: And now we have the rest of our season six overview. Enjoy.
6: Perfect. (laughs) I like the tone in the enjoy. (laughs)
1: enjoy enjoy (laughs) it's not as long as actually watching the season oh to to my
4: left i have josh
0: i have nobody to my left
4: (laughs) i was over here making noise because i didn't know we were doing something official we're not No, not
0: no i think we're good